You are now listening to the Black Girl Nerds Podcast. Welcome to this episode of the Black Girl Nerds Podcast. My name is Angelica. I'm your host, and joining me is my co-host, Ryan. Say hey, Ryan. Hello. Hey, guys. So we are back to discuss episode three, season six of Power, titled Forget About Dre, or actually Forgot About Dre, which <laughs> is accurate because oh, yeah, a lot of us... Accurate. Very accurate. Forgot about Dre. <laughs> um, so I know what my first thought will be based off this episode. Ryan, what's yours? Um, okay, this episode was not really there for me. Okay. And I'm not, it is not, it's got nothing to do with the song. I'm 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 mm, done. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> I mean you guys might buy it for a little bit, you know, you know. But it was mostly just there was a lot of things that I expected for certain characters that I won't get into detail because I know you're gonna break it down for us. Okay. But there were certain things that I expected for certain characters that just didn't happen for me. Okay. Um I will say that because we forgot about Dre, it was an interesting episode for him, though I mm-hmm. you know, I will give him that. So yeah, that was pretty interesting. But go okay. ahead. What was your what was your initial thought? Um, I just I was just happy the theme song came back. You know, <laughs> fifty heard our complaints and uh, he finally caved and delivered, and he brought Joe back and kind of got rid of that uh, remix. Uh, yep. No offense to Trey back. songs, but, but yeah, it, I bet Trey songs is happy too though because I feel like they let, they let him have it too. Yeah, he was tired of the disrespect. At one point, he said he was going to smack someone that brought it up again. So <laughs> I I just feel like um, it just was a bad move, to be honest, on their part. Like, why mess with a good thing? If it's not broke, don't fix it. I feel like this probably would have been good for, like, a bonus on their soundtrack or maybe for the um, – they have, like, a recap show after the episode on Stars hosted by Terrence J. Maybe that should have been the, yeah. the song used yeah, yeah, for that. Yeah, yeah. But I yeah, just Yeah, because they use, like, a little yeah. instrumental. I can't even remember what it sounds like on there. I think they just use, like, a little instrumental or something. Yeah, I just, or it could have been a bonus track or something. I just, you know, just the move to just totally get rid of an iconic theme song like that on the final season without warning. It just was jarring for people. And Fifty did the right thing and he ensured that Joe came back this, you know, this past Sunday. <laughs> yeah, based on reaction, this definitely should have been on a soundtrack. Yeah, based on yeah. people's reaction, yeah. Yeah. And it, and like I said, it, if 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 I compare it to Joe's version, I hate it. But if it's if it's standing <laughs> alone on its own, let's say this was the original song all along, I don't really have an issue with it. It's just like why change it up now? And it's kind of something similar that I had to contend with. I'm now I'm going on a rant here. But uh, have you ever watched Outlander on Stars? No, or heard I of it? Watched it? Yeah, I heard okay. of it. Yeah. So Outlander's opening theme song is um, 
sing me a song. Okay, so it's I forgot, but it's a traditional folk tale, but they just switched it up to make the hero oh. of the story, um, Claire, who's a yeah. woman. Um, but it's originally about a, a prince, a Bonnie Prince Charles. But anyways, mm. it had like Bear. Um, it's not Bear Grylls. <laughs> Bear McClure. <laughs> <laughs> um, he does a lot of like scoring and things like that for yeah. stars um mm-hmm. so i love his original theme song i but for every new season or every time claire traveled somewhere different they changed up the instrumental like the song itself was the same but the instrumentals were different based off their location um and oh, okay. so like it'll be like a bluegrass vibe if they're in the south or if they're in the caribbean it has a caribbean feel to it but it threw off the theme song for me it threw off the thing because I'm I'm used to hearing my Scottish song, you know. So I got used yeah. to it because I I knew that I, or when they were in France, it was in French. The theme song was in French, like literally in French, in French. So I got used to it after I realized that's what they do every season. But right. Pyro hasn't changed it up at all up until the last season. So yeah, I, well, you know, I'm just gonna rant. let you rant. I'm not stepping my foot in this no more, so I'm just gonna let you rant. <laughs> And rant. I'm done with it. Um, but yeah, I was just happy <laughs> to uh, have the original theme song back on for its final season. It's only right, you know. And, and people were telling me they woke up on the first Power Sunday, you know, to, to watch it on demand. Yeah. They're like, hey, this, this is a big, but it wasn't Joe. So everybody was thrown off. So we're all happy that he's back. Yeah, I will say that I appreciate how power it does seem like based on and you know, like checking out like you were saying the after show with Chance J, it does seem like they're very in tune with their fans, which I think is really cool. Like you can like the fact that you guys can complain about something like that. And they're like, "Mm, okay, well, maybe I should go back. Wrong decision. You know, Mm -hmm. most of the time you get a series and they're like, okay, it is what it is. Like we already have the budget. We already paid for this. It is what it is. Right. No, 50 knows better. Um, so, <laughs> I mean, hey, I appreciate that. Most people that are running shows are like, you know, most people in that position are like, well, I already spent the money for this. I already did this. This is what it is. No going yeah. back. No sense in upsetting your fan base. And, yeah. You know, oh, for something yeah. I completely something agree like with that. Yeah. Yeah. I completely yeah. agree with that. Yeah. So he, he tried to hold on for it, but he caved by episode three. So happy there um <laughs> so and rant and rant because i can go on forever on this um so the opening scene is we see dry we see jerry with the rest of the fbi agents they are basically setting up to transfer him to uh basically testify for trial against alicia jimenez uh dre's holding his daughter you know jerry's trying to break it down for everybody and all he hears is his, his this baby crying he's like hold up let me school this man on on his baby so he walks over to dry and you know he tells dre the plan and dre's like i can't focus because all she does is cry and jerry's like of course she's crying look how you're holding her <laughs> and he picks up heaven the baby and he comforts her and she stops crying so jerry clearly has a handle on this dre wanted to be selfish i mean Dre reminds me of someone else in my life. I'm not going to throw jabs, but you know when a f- when 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 you're the mother, you know, and you're you're in, in two different homes and you're co-parenting. Mm. Nine times out of ten, the child is going to be with the mother, right? And dad is like yeah. the weekends, yeah. you know, he does his thing, but. Mm-hmm. Can dad fully take on child full time without mom's help? 
I think it's going to be a little difficult. Just saying. So, well, and, and then like, and actually on your point too, yeah, because I was wondering if you, maybe, you know, some of the moms out there maybe picked up on this a little bit quicker because I didn't pick mm. up on it at first because I was going off of the scene where um, uh, Keenan, you remember he was threatening his daughter. You know, they were, it seemed like he was in the house um, with the, with the um, baby's mother and they mm-hmm. were like, you know, he was coming in there to see his, his daughter and everything. And, um, and Keena was in there. And so I'm thinking, okay, well maybe he is that guy that is trying to step up and be there for his daughter. And he knows a thing or two. The Black Girl Nerds podcast will return in just a moment. Do you love true crime podcasts, but get worn out by all of the murder and death? Then I think we have just the thing for you. Lacey Mosley, a.k.a. The Scam Goddess, loves fraud, hoodwinks, hoaxes, swindles, and double crosses, which is why she created her new show, Scam Goddess, a podcast dedicated to all things fraud, coming to Earwolf Tuesday, October 1st. Each week, Lacey sits down with some of our favorite comedians to talk about the hottest hoodwinks, greatest grifts, and dubious double crosses in history. Comedians like Nicole Byer, Paul of Tompkins, Lauren Lupkus, Jamie Loftus, Carl Tart, and more. Check out Scam Goddess when it premieres October 1st. You can subscribe now on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or where you listen. But this scene mm. completely was the opposite of that. I was like, wow, he can't even hold her so she doesn't stop crying. It was, you know, he was just like... I don't know. It was just like everything that I thought that I kind of knew about Dre was flipped. Yeah, I think Dre is a loving father. I just think he's not as involved as he thinks he is. He's running the show. Right, right. And, a, and that's what, yeah. yeah. And a lot and of that's men what I was think, totally fooled as. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And a lot of men think that like financially is going to like kind of knock him a pass. Right. But like I'm supporting my child. I'm involved in my daughter's life. I see her every other weekend and I pay for everything. No, baby boy. Like you need to, uh, you know, mm-hmm. the mom is the one that's really taking care of that child. So the fact that he basically told the feds, don't bring my baby mom along. I'm good. Yeah. And now he's stuck with the realities of raising a little girl by himself. And he thinks he got it, but he don't. Cause otherwise baby girl wouldn't be crying. And yeah. you know, that's yeah, not he from brought Perm. that one on the show. Yep. <laughs> yeah, and my daughter's dad is also very involved. But I tell you what, give him more than three days with my daughter. He's like, come pick her up. <laughs> She's driving <laughs> me crazy. How do you do it? So I'm just, just saying, I, I, I feel. Okay, let's do it. Let's do it. Shout out to the moms. Shout out to the, to the, to the co-parenting moms out there. Holding yep. it down. Um, so yeah, I thought that was interesting. And I was like, oh, Dre think he got it. He don't. Uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was I'm so, well actually I'm just already disappointed in Dre, period, even before this episode. But this just really like mm-hmm. like I don't know, I just feel I just feel like he should be wearing a shirt a shirt of disappointment after this episode. <laughs> like it should just been on his shirt. Fail the whole episode. Yeah, um, yeah, so fail. so Jerry tells his team to secure the perimeter. Um but unfortunately, um, actually predictably, the Jimenez is ordered some hitters 
and yep. they shot up that safe house. And Jerry, I'm going to give Jerry the v- a VE, VIP, the MVP of this episode is Jerry. Oh, yeah. Because he yeah. kept, he had that baby on one hand and the gun in the other. And right, Jerry's right. like, give me my daughter. He's like, nah. And like, literally, these FBI agents are being picked off one by one by the Jimenez hitters. And somehow Jerry survives it all and takes them out. There's one left. Jerry gets him. He does this like cute, cool little trick where he like throws something into the hallway to mm. distract or to lead the hitter out into like his line of sight so he can shoot him. And I was like, yeah, yeah. Jerry. Yeah. So back up, it's on his way. Jerry's been shot. So he kind of collapses. He's not mortally wounded, but he's shot. He collapses. And Dre is just a low down, dirty SOB. Like I, I'm like, really? Oh, yeah. So instead of being thankful for the fact that Jerry not only saved his life, but his daughter's, Dre decides to pick up a gun of a fallen hitter or a fallen FBI agent, and he aims it at Jerry. And Jerry's like, are you serious right now? I just saved your life. I just saved your daughter's life. Mm-hmm. And he was just like, you know, I'm just like, you don't do this. I have kids at home, too. I have a little girl at home. And Dre basically tells him, Sorry about your luck. Nice guys finish last. And he shoots Jerry point blank in the head. And his daughter sees this. Like, that's what pissed me off. Like, not only the fact that you killed Jerry... And it was like some of the blood splatter was on uh, the little girl. Like, I was just like, oh mm. my gosh. Her hoodie came down just as he shot Jerry in the face. And the blood hit Heaven's face. And I wanted to punch Dre dead in his ish after yep, seeing yep, that yep. Like, I was that's, like, that's pretty much what he did yep you mother but, effer oh, now the only thing I'm still over the top I still don't think this explains anything Dre does he is just still the worst but I did pay attention like you said you mentioned that after the episode uh, with Courtney Kemp the showrunner mm-hmm. was talking about the fact that I guess she was trying to simmer it down a little bit um, and she also kind of laughed at the fact that she was like you know we never said that Dre was a good guy I think no. she thought it was kind of funny how people may have thought that he had like another side to him or, you know, something mm. different about him. But she was like, yeah, we never said that. So, but it was like, you know, about the fact that, you know, obviously, you know, he was raised in some way by Kanan. So in that, in that, in that scene, I thought it was interesting how she brought up the fact that he picked survival over morals. Like it's all mm-hmm. about, he knows how to protect himself, you know? And I just thought that was interesting, like looking at his character going forward. That's true, but sometimes he. I does mean, it's still wrong. Much. I still think it's dead wrong. Oh yeah, I still think that was dead wrong. I was not ready for that scene at all. I thought that was. I could not. And then, like Jerry has always been that person to me that kind of played in the middle. Like he didn't mm-hmm. have to, you know, he didn't have to, you know, do what he had. Like he literally put himself in the front of the little girl at one point, you know, trying to keep the bullets and stuff from getting that way. Mm-hmm. And for you to be like, okay, well, this is all about me. Forget that he has a family, mm-hmm. you know, forget he saved mine. Let me just go ahead and like, just get rid of him because I need to be, I need to be out of the situation. But my thing is he still could have left without killing Jerry. Like he still, he still could have avoided that. And like, right. Dre, Dre is looking out for number one. And honestly, my issue with Dre is like, I don't think he was a good person, but he had a good thing going. If he had just yeah, stopped yeah. trying to be so ambitious, he would have still been working for for Ghost in some capacity, whether it be one of his primeras, whether it be him helping him work the club. Like, he could have still gotten his, mm-hmm. but he got too greedy 
and too hungry. He tried to backstab and go behind everyone's back so that oh, he yeah. can rise. And now look at him. You a scared little girl now. So Right. And I expected him to be a little bit slicker. I'm like, come on, dude. Like, I expected the way he was playing this, like you were just bringing up. I expected this to go a little bit slicker than it's going right now. But he's like, not, I did he, not expect him mm-hmm. to be. Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, he's just not good under pressure. Because notice the the whole reason oh, yeah. why he's in this position was because he basically got scared when when mm-hmm. Tommy was coming for him, and he jumped yep. into that van and he signed the paperwork because he's about to get killed. Like Dre is a punk when it comes down to it. When his back is against the yeah, wall, he's yeah. a punk. Because if Ghost was put in that position, if Tommy was put in that position, they would never cooperate. They'd be like, "Well, kill me then." Like I'm not about to do this. Dre is so scary. He puts himself in these positions. Like it's like I'm a comparing to Takashi. She's 6'9 at this point because that's really hot right now. You are someone, yeah. although technically Dre really is gangster, but at the end of the day, you're somebody that's not really built for this as much as you think you are. You got yourself in this position and you don't know how to get yourself out and you're scary and now you're snitching. So, right. Yeah, he, he's breaking the number, he's breaking the code of the streets and it's going to be interesting to see you know, the outcome of his character because this show, this show does not take kindly to snitches we've seen. And so we just want to, I just, I'm like very curious to see what, I mean, and actually he already is playing for that by the time we get to the end of this episode. Yeah. But it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. He's a snitch and snitches get stitches. Like what you don't do, like Martha Stewart didn't give up nobody. So why are you doing that, Dre? (laughs) Like, you know, look at you, look at you. You don't let Martha Stewart out gangsta you. Mm. Uh, Yeah. Stag on shame. Um, And so Dre is, like I said, not that bright. He thinks he's smart. Yeah, he's really right. not. He's really not that smart. And like, he's really trying to like get out of town to get a ticket. First of all, <laughs> Heaven is wearing a bright pink jacket, matching hat. You can yep. see her in this crowd of people. I don't care if Dre's wearing black and sunglasses. Like, we know who you are. You aren't that right. smart, huh? Um, so he gets his ticket and he thinks he's like in the clear and he gets arrested by the feds. Like they catch him. They're like, Andre Coleman, you're under arrest. Like you really <laughs> thought you were going to get away with this stupid. Um, yeah. so <laughs> they bring him in. Yep. Pretty much what th- I'm telling you, failure is stupid. Like whatever Dre wants to pick mm-hmm. on his shirt to wear throughout this episode. I'm just saying. Yeah, it's ridiculous. So Dre's been captured. Um, the director um, is basically berating Sax. He's like, mm-hmm. look, another death in our office. Jerry is deceased. Jerry's gone. And he's like, how did they know where he was? Obviously, there was a leak. And, you know, Sax is like, it wasn't me. Um, but they conclude that this may somehow be related to Angela's death because she's the one that signed the paperwork for Dre to be in yeah. witness protection. Um, and the director tells them, like, you cannot let Alicia walk. Like, you need to take care of this. So um, Sax goes to take care of it. But in the meantime, we shoot to another scene because Sax has got his hands in everything. So Sax actually meets with Lindsay, which is Proctor's ex-wife. She says, like, hey, I, you know, made my daughter forget her her book back again. Here's, you know, here's the 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 bug. Here's a SD card. Um, I feel like we're gonna get caught. And he's like, This is illegal stuff. Like, I'm a lawyer. I know this is illegal. And he's like, ah, we'll be fine. Don't worry about it. We got this. <laughs> so overconfident. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, Sax finally meets with Dre. And um, uh, he basically tells him, like, hey, like, <laughs> sorry for your luck, but you still have to testify against Alicia. 
And he was just like, are you yep. serious? And he's like, yeah, pretty serious. And he was like, you think that I'm going to be able to walk away from this? Even if you put me in witness protection in Nebraska, how it, I'm going to be so easy to find. I'm the only light skinned, tatted dude out there. Like, <laughs> you're, yeah. you're not really giving me a choice here. And Sax is like, yeah, just do your job. Like, no sympathy. <laughs> he's just like, yeah, right, right. Just- like, you decide to switch to the government. So, welcome to what the government does. Yeah, this is what we do. Uh, we'll see you in court soon. Yeah, we've got a couple days off since, you know, you, your house got shot up and you almost died, yep. but you still have to testify. So, there's that. Exactly. Um, so, this next scene. Ooh, makes me very uncomfortable <laughs> yeah man i'm Ooh. one of the few people in the world that just isn't attracted to lorenz tate so this yeah was... this, this scene was not doing anything but i was trying to figure out what the workout routine was on power that's all um, i was like what i was uh, like they have to have the most scene like the most like the new scenes in this show i'm like what is the workout routine on the show? <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> we haven't really had like a good butt naked scene in a while. Um, it's really been yeah. more focused on like the so violence. Right. So I think I thought they was like toning it down until we got this scene. Yeah. So um, Councilman Tate is having a, a meeting um, in his bed uh, <laughs> with, a, with, a, with a married <laughs> staffer. Mean, you, know, you know, as you do in Powerland, apparently, yeah, you know, as you do, as you do. And it's funny. Um, one of the this scene kind of made me uncomfortable. Like, I think the hottest scene for me, <laughs> if we're going to talk about nude scenes or sex scenes and uh, on this yeah. show, it was when Julio yeah. was with Homegirl. The tall, oh, the tall, yeah. the tall, pretty, really tall Asian girl, and he was like yeah. going in with her, and I was like, okay, Julio, get it. <laughs> I didn't get that vibe with Tate at all. Um, no, yeah, I was wanting this scene to be done, but mm-hmm. apparently they had some more stuff they wanted us to see in this scene. I guess, yeah. And it's funny that 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 girl, the um, the tall girl, she actually was on America's Next Top Model. Her name was um, oh. Shauna, I think it was Shauna, and sh- so she kind of broke into acting. That's one of her first acting roles, and she's. But behind naked, um, <laughs> well, that would scene. explain that would explain my question of the ru- of the workout routines. Yeah, because I'm just saying, like the confidence you have to have, like unless they're doubling some of these people, I don't know. But the confidence no. you have to have to do some of this stuff in can- in front of the camera, I'm like, wow, it's her. And like I, I, I thought the same thing about Game of Thrones. Yeah, it's her. And I actually um, know um, McKee, who was the winner of America's Next Time Model. She's on the same season as Shauna through a mom's group. And I remember when that episode aired, uh-huh. I like messaged McKee and I was like, yo, I saw your homegirl. She did a great job. She's like, oh my God, I'm so proud of her. So <laughs> like it was her fir- one of her first acting gigs and she put it all out there. But I think when you're in the modeling world, being naked isn't really that big of a deal so i don't know i told yeah. I, I mean told, that would explain yeah that would explain some of the like because i'm just like some of the, the some of the women that are like you know like that are like that scene like you have the quick moment scenes and then they're out you know it's not like they develop you know it's not like they have a serious character pro, you know part yeah, in the story yeah, yeah. and so, so yeah. to have that confidence that that's crazy but yeah this scene i was this scene needed to be over a lot quicker than it was well they're having a meeting um yeah and uh he gets a call from the dnc chairman and homegirls like answer the phone and oh i hate that i hate <laughs> when like uh, I'm, i don't want to say this but like you're getting it in and someone answers the phone like sh- sh- put, hang up hang up 
hang up the phone because I don't want to have to hold my, you know, my noises in. And so she's encouraging well, it. Apparently, yeah, I was gonna say I don't really think that was the uh, problem for this for this woman in this scene. I don't know. He was he was talking to DNC, and she was like, he was just like, yeah, I'm really happy with the momentum. And she's like, I'm really happy with your <laughs> momentum. And I was like, ah, oh, this is I cheesy. was like, oh my gosh, right now, this that was crazy. Cheesy. Yeah, uh, it was definitely cheesy. It was definitely cheesy. <laughs> People were impressed with the scene. I wasn't. I'm like, this is corny. They just trying to get yeah, my rest. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, so needless to say, they get off the phone. Apparently, you know, the DNC is so happy with Councilman Tate. They're pushing for him to to win this election. So they're they're sending him reinforcements. So naturally, you know, Tate just got it in that morning. He walks into the office all happy. <laughs> Um, and this we, is the moment that got me. Go ahead, go yeah. Ahead. And this we find that out that this staffer I mean, we knew she was married, but she is actually married to Tate's assistant, the one that he knocked out what last week. What, right? And she was just like, Oh, yeah, he's a bigger man than you, so much bigger. And like, he's just like, Huh? I was <laughs> like, Girl, come on, get out of I feel so bad for that. Yeah, I. Mm. Mm. So I just that like I understand he's like I understand the because remember we talked about him beating the guy up in the mm-hmm, last episode mm-hmm. and we was like okay well you know he's Tate has that gangster side to him you know he's trying to get him to cooperate pull him in but this now this was a whole other low level for me I was like come on now come he a thug on. he a thug thug he, he, mm. okay well he he gonna need to tone that thugness down like right. I ain't feeling his version of thug I ain't feeling it <laughs> I mean but is he any better or worse than Ghost we he just happens oh, to oh, be the enemy. I got ghost. I yeah. got ghost. Wait yeah. till we get later down in the episode. But for right now, mm-mm. yeah, no he, take. Nope. He, he just happens to be ghost enemy. That's why we don't like him. But I mean, honestly, he's doing the exact same thing. Yeah. That well, ghost actually, I got doing. issues with ghost. I got issues with ghost too. But I'm just saying for right now, Tate is. Mm-mm. Okay, nope. we'll talk about it. So he's in the <laughs> office. He's telling everybody how he's going to get reinforcements, a bigger team from the DNC. They're sending someone on that's going to be there to help them. And in walks in Ramona Garrity. And she starts reading off names on on her cell phone. She's like, this person, that person, John Smith, this, that. If you hear your name, pack up your stuff. We thank you for your service. <laughs> and Tate's <laughs> like, uh, you just fired half my staff. And she's just like, okay, and I'm here to help. It turns out she is actually the ex-wife of a politician who was caught in a compromising position and she managed yep. to kind of flip that around and turned herself into uh, someone that's respected in the party still has that clout you know, that 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 uh that reputation as far as her husband is concerned but clearly homegirl is trying to move past that so she's here to help um exactly yeah, yeah. somebody he could probably use yes you know. And so she's, she starts talking to him about his campaign and she's like, yeah, I want to check out one of your biggest campaign supporters, this James St. Patrick. Um, and, you know, later on, we, we see that Tate doesn't want James, Ghost, whatever you want to call him, anywhere near Ramona. <laughs> mm-hmm. He tells, mm-hmm. you know, yep. he calls James into the office. He tells him they're running out of funds. Now we know that Ghost doesn't really have it like that right now. He's paying Tasha to keep quiet. He's paying Jason off for killing, supposedly killing Tommy. Um, So he doesn't really have it like that. And now we have Councilman Tate asking him for money. Not only that, Tate's like, you need to stay away from Ramona. I don't want you anywhere near her. Take the back door. So there's that. 
Um, yeah. <laughs> so yep. the next scene, um, we see, I call it like Bonnie and Clyde 03 or wanna be Bonnie and Clyde 03. Like I'm down with Tommy, but you know how I felt about Keisha. So I was about to say, oh dang. I thought you was I was getting ready to say it because I thought you like I hadn't heard your Keisha rant yet. So I thought you get ready to say you was down for it since you called him Bonnie and Clyde. No, she's scary. But anyways, they pull up into the <laughs> warehouse. And what 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 could have been like a bad, you know, bad girl moment I oh, Yeah. That's her. what I waited for too. Yeah, I was waiting for that too. Cause I'm like, he pulls her out the car, she's looking good, she's dripping, you know, she's yeah. his lady. You would think she would just yeah. come out here like Beyonce, like she owns the spot. Nope. She's timid. She's like, oh, I don't know if I can do this. Like, come on, <laughs> Keisha, toughen up. So man, I was so disappointed. I yeah. was waiting for that moment. I was waiting for that moment. Yeah. So Spanky was like, damn, is that <laughs> Keisha? Ooh, her ass gonna cause an eclipse. Like he's just <laughs> so in two bits, like, bro, like stop. You're gonna end up like Poncho. Watch your mouth. And Tubit makes it very clear he does not like the idea of a woman around. Because yeah. every time a woman is involved, it always goes sideways. Why? Because either yeah. they can't handle the pressure or the man gets caught up in a woman and everything blows up. Example, Ghost. <laughs> so Yeah, right. I was going to say that's the kind of the different. Well, actually, Ghost didn't really differentiate him on that. But I was going to say that's kind of the difference between Tommy and Ghost. Because I feel like, I don't know. I just don't see Ghost. I don't know if Ghost would have brought. Maybe he had. Maybe he has done that. I don't see him bringing Tasha like to where they keep the money and the drugs at though. No, like yeah. she may help with like you know you know with the the money like them trying to get things organized. But I don't. I wouldn't see. I don't think he would actually bring her to like the warehouse or something. I I would think. Yeah, I mean we've never seen. Um, you know when yeah, the show we never began, got to see that side. Yeah, yeah. yeah. him and Tasha are kind of like maybe an episode they were good, and then after that they're kind of on the rocks. Um, but we yeah. we do see that she was an integral part as far as finances are concerned, uh, as far as helping to keep up appearances. But no, I don't think I've ever seen a uh, ghost bring Tasha to the spot. Um, yeah. And that's part of Tommy's like, that's kind of thing you like about him he, is his trust a little bit. Mm-hmm. But also on the other side, it's like, come on now, Tommy, you got to be smarter. If you're trying to be this, you know, top kingpin or, you know, top drug dealer, you got to make some of these choices that you're making a yeah. little bit like, come on now. Yeah, he's trying to essentially indoctrinate Keisha into this lifestyle. So here's the glitz, here's the glam. But here, babe, I'm going to show you uh, this product. Let's talk about the pills. Let's talk about how they work. So he's basically teaching her the game. Um, he's yeah. getting her ready to be his lady. Uh, so I can't say I'm really mad at it. I just think Keisha's not the one <laughs> for this. She's- well, see, I think, but see, that's what I think makes me a little bit, even though I was, I am a Keisha fan until I just saw how that car scene went. Uh-huh. I was like, I was definitely on Keisha's side because I thought she could do something, but I'm a little nervous about the way he's like, well, let me bring you into this. Cause you can still say, you could tell that she has some things where she's not ready. Yeah. Like she's, she's not about, you know, she's not about this life. She's not. That's why he shouldn't bring her around. But he's gonna do what he can to to, to train her up in the way she should go. So <laughs> we'll see. Oh man. We'll Cross see. Fingers. Yep. So Tommy checks in on his primeras. Um he's kind of upset that they're doing so well and the reason being is uh so BG opens the door and he's like, Look, boss, we got all this money. And Tommy's like, That's not good. I need clean <laughs> money. And he doesn't really have yeah. any businesses to flow this money through. Cause when he was working with ghosts, he had the club, he had the laundromats. Now he, he has to find a way to clean this money. Um, if he doesn't have clean money, then he can't pay Jason. So it kind of puts him in a bind. 
Um, and then right at that scene, doesn't he look back at like, hey, Keisha? This, and I'm like, oh, God. Oh, yeah, because Keisha walks up and he's like, hey, baby. How you doing? You looking good? I'm like, oh, boy. Here we go. Yeah. So the next scene, um, we see sex. Um, he's meeting with Alicia. And I love how the show pits people that you can't stand against each other. So you're kind of like yep. always rooting for or against someone. Like the scene before, I hate sex. But in this scene, it's like, okay, well, he's the good guy in this scene. So I have to root for sex. Um, so sex yeah. versus Alicia Jimenez. Um, and he accuses her of ordering a hit on Dre. And Alicia denies this. She's like, um, I don't know what you're talking about. And he was like, you ordered hitters and they were sloppy. They killed all the FBI agents there, but uh, they failed because Dre's still alive. Um, and you know what? Because of that, now you're facing the needle. Because this is, you know, at this point, if she ordered that hit, she's ordered the, the death of FBI agents, which is a federal offense. You're getting the right. needle, you know? Um so Alicia blames it on the rough area of Bushwick. She's like, well, maybe they're just in a rough area of Bushwick. She just, that was a slip, but she's so powerful. That doesn't bother her. So Sax is like, how do you know where he was? And her lawyer smoothly <laughs> butts in. <laughs> and um, she says, you know, I will destroy Dre in court. He is a drug dealer. He's only testifying against Alicia because of dirty work of Angela Valdez. He just doesn't want to, you know, get in trouble. He, I will destroy him as a credible witness in court. Like, try me. And then she says, right. like, you know what? Let's just kind of let this go. Drop the charges. You know, send Alicia back to Mexico. The Mexican government has agreed to prosecute her. If she's convicted, she is guaranteed jail time. And we're drafting up, you know, something right now for that. And Sax is like, are you serious? Like, <laughs> so I'm going to send her back to Mexico so she can get a slap on her wrist. Yeah, okay. Mm -hmm. I'm good. Um, right. He says, no deal. And then Alicia basically threatens him and Dre. And she's like, well, you know, I'm grieving my brother's death and I'm worried. And if I'm worried, then Dre should be worried. Um, and Saxon's like, okay. And he leaves. <laughs> so, right. Like, nothing really fades the sex, no, which I respect. I res yeah, you got to respect it. He's a good negotiator. He's dirty, but he he's good at it. Um, yeah. So next, we actually where was i lost my place here y'all sorry my bad uh tasha and tommy yep tasha oh, and tommy yeah, got it got it so tasha and tommy meet in his new car they they smoking they vibing tasha's like where's the mustang and he's just like you don't like this she's like i mean it's cool or whatever so he tells tasha that he needs to clean money and tasha's like i need to get a job so they come up with this idea they're like well what if what if you work in the salon and you clean the money and Tasha's like, Keisha's never going to go for that. Um, and while they're talking, Jason texts Tommy that he wants to meet. Tommy's like, what does he want? It's not even time for me to pay up. It's not even the first of the month yet. <laughs> so he's like, I don't know what to do. And then Tasha's like, man, if you don't pass that. <laughs> and that's what they do. Yeah, they both. I like that scene where they both were like, yeah, we don't really know what I do with our situations right now. So we're just going to continue to sit here and smoke. Yeah, that's what we're doing drinking smoke um <laughs> so next and i'm gonna kind of mix up some scenes together because th this like i said this show jumps around a lot so i kind of try to group yeah. people together 
in the same same events together. So I like to call this scene "Baby Ghost" because <laughs> um, <laughs> that's cute. I like that. Yeah. So Effie walks. In I mean, Tariq Tariq is doing some things that's probably not cute, but the name is cute. It's cute. So um, Effie <laughs> walks in on Tariq and Brayden. Um, business is good. The boys they're shining. They have new chains. They have new watches. Um, Effie's like, aren't y'all supposed to be low key? And then Tariq is like, well, everybody's rich around here. We don't have to be low key. And then here come Brayden. He's like, well, technically, I'm not rich. My parents only make 400k combined, and that's not including taxes. And you're just like, shut up, rich boy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like most people don't live in 400k households. Okay, people, most people mm-hmm. don't even make 100k. Like, sit down somewhere. Um. So, <laughs> Effie interrupts yeah. his little Brayden is a trip. His little white privilege rant. Um, and tells Tariq they're out of pills. And um, so you know, Tariq is like, okay, well, the pills got low because it's midterm season. Like these kids are buying Adderall. They're they're trying to focus. Um, but he's like you know I'll, I'll get in touch with my connect I'll go back to the city so um, Effie has a little flirty moment and she's like well you better tuck your change I heard you know New York isn't kind to pretty boys and <laughs> she walks out smooth that's a baby Tasha right there she walks out smooth oh yeah oh yeah and Brayden and, and uh, Tariq are like yucking it up like oh she called you a pretty boy so I thought that was funny um, <laughs> so the next scene we see Jason and Tommy um, Jason is upset that Alicia may go to prison um, if she does she'll lose control of the port in LA which Jason wants to use to run his drugs if she loses control it's going to be a war for control of that port of the cartel um, and he just doesn't want them problems on his hands so Jason brings in I like how they cut the scene so Jason brings in Tommy and he's talking to Tommy about this port and about getting Alicia he basically says I want to get Alicia out of jail like we're going to spring her from the federal courthouse and he's talking to Tommy he cuts away they cut away while he gets a drink and they turn and he turns back around and it's ghosts so once again Jason is playing them both against each other. He's using both of them as resources. So he wants both mm-hmm. of them to get Alicia out of federal custody. And I'm like, man, that is a smart man. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, he he's definitely the brains of this drug operation, yeah. these, these episodes. So Jason concludes because she's in federal custody, she's in the federal courthouse, it's going to be really, really hard to get a hold of her. But he thinks the opportunity... <laughs> He thinks the opportune <laughs> time to get her is during transport. Um, so he tells Ghost and he tells Tommy, like, this is what you got to do. Ghost, I think, has a really funny scene. He tells Jason that he's a legit businessman. Um, and Jason says, well, you should have thought about that before you shot up Tommy's car. And he's like, okay. Right. Okay, touche. You got me. All right, car. I don't <laughs> um, Poor Ghost. I always try to get out. Yeah. So he tells Ghost, like, do me this favor and I will waive a week of your restitution payments or two weeks. So that's $200,000 back in their pockets. And he's like, I know you need the money. Um... And hey, gate, uh, ghost, ghost is hurting for it, so he agrees. Yeah, for real. Um, and then I thought this line was pretty cool. So he tells Ghost his number one business rule, which is to always pay your debts. And I'm like, oh, let me find out. Jason <laughs> is a Lannister. <laughs> I can, I can see that actually. I can see him being a Lannister. I can definitely see he's very smart. He's definitely giving me um Tywin Lannister vibes. Just very smart. Yeah, oh yeah, definitely, definitely knows how to make moves. Knows how to pit people against each other. Smart man. Um, so Ghost 
goes and get, pays Proctor a visit. He wants to know where Lisa's trial is being held. Um, and he's like, I want answers now. And if you don't tell me, mm-hmm. don't come back at all. Like, my life is on the line here. Like, this is your job. Do your job. Um, and when Proctor walks out, we kind of see this look on Ghost's face. Like, old ghost is emerging. Like, hoodie ghost is about to be let loose again. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, dang, here he goes. Here he goes. Um, so next we see Tasha. She goes to pick up Yaz from her mom, who apparently is running a daycare. Um, and her mom goes in on her for coming late and not only coming late, but smelling like weed. And even Yaz is like, mommy, you smell weird. <laughs> um, but Tasha kind of gets an idea. She sees her mom has started to watch other kids at daycare. Um, and we start to watch more kids at this quote unquote daycare. She sees her mom being paid in cash. She kind of thinks light bulb. This not only can I get a job out of this, but I could clean money. So she's like, Hmm. Um, so later on in the episode, she's talking to her mom about, you know, this possible business. She could find a storefront with low, low overhead costs. They could split the profits in the middle, then get more kids. And her mom's like, that's all well and good, but I want to retire. <laughs> and we wouldn't be in this <laughs> position if you played your cards right. So she's basically blaming Tasha for having to work because if she had did her job, then she would have gotten Ghost's money. You know what I'm saying? Um, so yeah. I also think sometimes her mom is also like on that bandwagon of just trying to, you know, just get past it. So you're still rich and you're still mm-hmm. in that life. But I do think Tasha does need her own, though. Yeah, absolutely. I do like the, the route Ghost is going. She definitely needs her own. But I will say this is one of the disappointments of the episode for me because I didn't want this to be her career path. I don't necessarily know what I wanted it to be. But I was expecting like a little bit something a little bit more Zizier, not like not like drug business Zizier, because mm-hmm. she needs a you know she needs to protect herself for her kids. I mean, I feel like, but I don't know. I was expecting something else. I didn't think they were gonna go this route. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's um, it's practical and it's a legitimate business, and you know, daycare owners can make a lot of money. So hey, it's smart. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. She, she got the opportunity. She saw it. She's like, eh, this might be a look, but we don't know if she's going to get her business per se. But it's a thought in her head at this point in the episode. Um. Mm-hmm. So later on the episode, Tasha's having dinner with her kids. So Tariq obviously came back home. Yes, is there? They're having dinner, um, and she's asking Tariq why he's back in the city. She told him to stay at Chode because um, she, she kind of wants him out of the way. She doesn't want him to be caught between Tom and Go- Tommy and Ghost. Um, so they argue over you know where he's going to sleep. He's like, she's like, well, you can sleep in Yaz's bed. She's going to be with her dad for the weekend. And he's like, her bed is too small. She's like, okay, well, I'll I'll get a blow up mattress. And he's like, I don't want to sleep in a blow up mattress. She's like, okay, well, there's the couch. He's like, well, like sitting on the couch like laying on the couch like he's so spoiled um yeah yeah Tariq oh I'm I'm waiting for the episode where I'm like back to the old Tariq because right now Tariq boy I can't figure I can't figure him out I don't know if he can figure himself out but it's just it's it's crazy like him going at Tasha like that I was not here for that episode at all Mm -hmm. like I feel like you you know what without her if she wasn't feeling so much pressure I feel like he probably would have had to get up in a couple scenes like for some of the like some of my aunts and my my mom would have been yeah for sure so he actually ends up asking her like is ghost not helping you and she says like nah, things are tough between me and your dad we're kind of going through something right now and he takes his big old stack of money boom drops it on the table he was like all right well, well how much you need <laughs> so she's like boy where you get that money from <laughs> and he has to lie he can't tell his mom i've been drug dealing oh, at yeah. school so he tells her oh well canaan left it behind for me and uh, that's the wrong answer. She's like, Kane. Right. I was like, that's the only thing he came up with. 
Canaan, get that money off my table. Put it away. I don't need your money, boy. I don't need Canaan's money. And he's like, well, mom, Canaan isn't as bad as you make him out to be. And she's like, eh. And before she can even really get into it with him, Ghost knocks on the door. <laughs> yeah. So Ghost is there to tell Another headache in her life another right now. Another headache. Ugh, I know the feeling. So Ghost shows up. <laughs> <laughs> he shows up and he tells her like, hey, I just came to stop by. Let you know I can't pick up Yaz. And she's, she's thinking what I'm thinking. What you here for? You could have called me. Like, you came all this way to let <laughs> right. me know that you can't pick her up for the weekend. Okay. Like, that could have been a phone call. Um, but I think Ghost <laughs> took this as the opportunity to kind of scope out Tasha's house. So he's, yeah, you know, he's, yeah. he's always in her business, even though she's trying to get as far away from her M as possible. Exactly. So he, he kind of walks around, you know, he sees Yaz. Probably the first time I've ever seen him interact with Yaz in like five seasons yeah. or so, because like Yaz kind of disappeared. Um, but he kind of, uh, you know, he's like, hey, Yazzy, baby, yeah, no, I can't, I can't get you this weekend, but um, go play in your room with that new toy I bought you like always flexing that man always flexing <laughs> should have saved that new toy money yeah so um so he he walks around and he's like Keisha I mean Keisha Tasha how much you paying for this house and she's like boy like mind your business like this has got nothing to do with you he's like these are my kids I, I, I need to know where they're living she's like come on ghost she's like well, you know what since you and your son have such problems with my accommodations here why don't you take your son back to the penthouse and she was like alright I got to go get out I'm like, yes, Sasha, tell him. So to read, yeah, both of them needed to get out at that moment. Yeah, that was that was a good moment. Yeah, so they go back to the house next morning. You know, they're eating breakfast in the kitchen, and Ghost asks Tariq. You know, he basically is like, "Why are you back here? What did I tell you about cutting school? I paid too much money for you to be out here." Um, and then he kind of drops a bomb on him, and I it was it was well played because he knows that Tariq knows that Tommy is alive, so he's just like, "Yeah, I got to tell you." Your uncle Tommy, he's alive. And Tariq just like, what? He's alive? Like the worst lying, (laughs) the worst acting ever. He was like, how long did you know about this? You been knew he was alive. He's like, you're my only son. You know, I want to leave my legacy behind for you. But how can I trust you when you're rocking with Tommy? As long as you rock with him, I can't trust you. Um, he and then Tariq lies, of course, and is like, Yeah, dad, I got you. I promise I'll, I'll stay away from Tommy and gives him a hug, and everything's everything. And this is the part when I want to smack the mess out of Tariq. So, yep. Ghost leaves, he expects you know Tariq to make himself way make his way back to school. Um, Tariq goes, this is the reason why Tariq needed to come back into town. He goes to his, yeah. his sister Raina's bedroom, he goes in her closet. He goes into a, a cabinet and he takes out his drugs. This little boy is hiding drugs in his father's home in his dead sister's bedroom. I mm, like mm, mm. the audacity. If boys don't have anything, it's an it's the audacity. I was like, are you serious? Like, I yeah. I wanted to smack him, mm, but mm-hmm. he's low on pills. He's low on pills. So he's like, man. He gets the pills. He leaves. Um, so next we see him jumping around in this episode, but he ends up giving the pills to Brayden and Effie who questioned why their supply is so low. And Tariq comes up with this lie talking about, Oh, there was an EDM festival in town and you know, my connect was low. And then Brayden's like, uh, well, what, what was the festival's name? <laughs> and he's like, why are you asking dumb questions? But he calls him like, he calls him <laughs> like the N word. 
So then Brayden's like, oh, this is the second time today you called me the N-word. Does that mean I can use it? And Effie <laughs> and Tariq are like, no, hell no, you can't use the word. <laughs> um, and so later on, like I said, I'm jumping around because this is all scenes that involve baby ghosts and I'm going to call Effie baby Tasha. <laughs> so later <laughs> on, um, Effie comes back to the room. Um, Brayden, Tariq, and these two girls are in their room, like yucking it up. And she she wants to talk to Tariq. So Tariq, being the boss that he is, he kicks Brayden out and the girls. He was like, go for something to do. And Brayden said, this is my room. And he was like, not right now. And he kicks them all out and they leave. So him and Effie kind of sit down. They start playing chess. Um, She asks him why he's been so quiet. And he tells her like, yeah, I got a lot going on back home. And Effie relates. She's like, yeah, me too. You know, ever since my brother was killed, my mom is never sober. Um, And, you know, he asks her what happened to her brother. She says, "Eh, something dumb, a robbery gone bad. And then she asks about Raina, even though she knows. She says, you know, I know about your sister. I read about it in the paper. And for the first time, Tariq kind of tells someone how he really feels. And he tells her, like, that was my twin. That was my my other half ever since, you know, she left. I'm not left. Ever since she was killed. Like, I just, I feel alone. I I, I don't feel whole. And Effie was like, you're not alone. I'm here. So I was just like, oh, they they about to be something. Baby Tasha. Yeah, yeah about to be something um but then he ends up confiding in her that the reason why he's been quiet is because they're low on pills and the his connect is dead so Kanan was the one that gave him those drugs and now he's run out of you know of his supply so they kind of start to figure out what they need to do i'm thinking they don't reveal what their plans are but i'm thinking that he's going to end up going to tommy for the pills because tommy kind of yeah. told uh, Keisha earlier in the episode about how he gets his shipment of pills uh, directly from Jason. So I have a feeling Tariq and Tom are going to be working together. Um, so next we see my two favorite people, Sax and Blanca. Uh, uh, are they though? Are they? No, that was sarcasm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so um, Blanca visits Sax. She kind of extends her condolences for Jerry. Um, and you know, Sax for once has a heart and he's like, Yeah, I can't imagine. He's like a family man, he has kids. Um, and he asks a uh, Blanca asks, um, you know, she wonders if his death has anything to do with Angela's. Um, or the fact, you know, the fact that they were coming after Dre. And Sax doesn't think so. He's like, you know, considering the fact that Dre would have cleared Tommy and Ghost of Sandoval's murder, which is the crooked agent from a couple seasons ago that was responsible for Greg's death and he was working with Lobos, that guy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's who Dre is basically testifying, well, testifying for, essentially. He's saying that Alicia ordered that hit on Sandoval when it was really Tommy and uh, Ghost. But anyways, more complications. So Alicia said that Dre was lying about the fact that she was the one who ordered the hit on Sandoval and Sax is inclined to believe her because he says that Alicia's lawyer isn't big on perjury so he doesn't think Alicia is lying about that so they point out the fact that Angela was the one responsible for Dre's paperwork and she did it behind everyone's back and the only person that knew was uh Tampio from DC which was a really hot guy with the high cheekbones 
the one that Angela yeah. slept with last season. He was at the funeral. Mm-hmm. He was mm. at the funeral. So, <laughs> so um, Blanca's like, I don't get her. And then Sax is like, well, what's not to get? He has really nice cheekbones. <laughs> like, have you seen the guy? And she's like, no, I'm not that. The fact that she did all of this behind everyone's back. Um, so she wonders why Angela pinned this on a hemetesis unless she's actually working with Tommy and Ghost. And she thinks Tasha's involved, too. And she's like, oh, and get this. Tasha was sleeping with Terry Silver. Like, maybe they're all working together. So that would mean <laughs> they all put it together. So that would mean that Ghost would have no reason to kill Angela if they're working together. But Sax is like, no, I think he had a reason. There's something that there's a reason why he killed her. So they decide together they're going to nail uh, Alicia. And after that, they're going to go for Ghost. So there's this whole big conspiracy theory of all these names being thrown around, being involved. And Sax and Blanca kind of have it almost right like they they there's a few details that they're missing we're pretty much blanca because i think sex is still too blinded by ghosts right right because i feel like blanca was pointing out stuff that i can't believe sex still hadn't figured out exactly yeah so you know blanca's smart i don't like her but she's smart so yeah yeah. um, next proctor gets a visit and he sees a literal ghost not james st patrick tommy um (laughs) so he was playing with his daughter (laughs) tommy shows up at the door and he's like how'd you get up here he's like does i look like i'm a guy that asked for permission um he's like i need to know and actually even before they start talking um uh, proctor sends his daughter upstairs she goes upstairs but she comes back down for her book bag now tommy is about to ask proctor to do something completely illegal he's already said his name you know what i'm saying like if she had left her book back there, Sax would have gotten all the evidence he ever needed <laughs> to pin Yeah, something. I was like, how clever of that little girl, even though she she definitely didn't know it was a bug. No. But I was just like, how like Convenient. lucky in that moment right. that she came back. Yeah, that she came back and got that book bag. Because right after she goes upstairs, they discuss the fact that Tommy wants to know where Alicia's child's being housed. He wants to know the courthouse. He wants to know the court. He wants to know the room, the time. Like, he wants to know everything. And, you know, Early in the episode, when Ghost asked Proctor for the same favor, he didn't tell him any details. He was like, I just need to know. Just do it. Tommy yeah. is like, yeah. Tommy actually gives him the full details, which should have been recorded. But Tommy's just like, yeah, I'm going to sprinkle Alicia Jimenez out of federal custody. And t- and Proctor's like, what? You have lost your mind. <laughs> um, and he's just like, look, just give me the information. This is not a request. This is, I'm, I'm telling you, you're going to give me this information. Um, so later on, we see Tommy making plans with his team to get Alicia out. They have a map of the courthouse and they figure out that the only time that she'll be alone is in the bathroom. That's literally their only window. So BG, BG and 2-Bit start to go at it about who's going to be in the bathroom and da da And at this point, Tommy's sick of them. Like they're always going back and forth because they're always like trying to be Tommy's favorites. And he's like, whatever y'all have going, like squash it before you end up having like a a bullet sandwich to stop it. So just like, well, well, who's going to, you know, be in the bathroom to let us know when Alicia's in it? Like who's going to be there? And light bulb, Keisha walks in. I mean, I figured this out, but Keisha walks in and we're just like, oh, that's who, that's who Tommy's going to have in the bathroom to notify them when alicia is there okay cool so (laughs) that's the plan i mean i don't know what ghost plan is but that's a pretty good plan in my opinion 
Um, yeah. See, the difference is Tommy has people because he's not trying to get out that life. Mm-hmm. So and yeah, Ghost is on his own. So yeah, we next see Ghost. He's having um, he's in, he's having a drink at Truth, and we haven't seen a Truth club scene in a minute. I want to see Truth. Yeah, I'm like, what is going on with Truth? Yeah, I'm like, he used to have parties every night. That's where the money was coming on. What is he doing? I mean, they, I, he still got his weekends, and I'm sure his Thursday nights, but they don't show it anymore. They just kind of have you know ghost hanging out i need to see this because i'm trying to figure out why he's not doing something to get this club promotion going because he needs some money yeah i think off off camera that's what's happening but we're we're not seeing it so ghost is just in there having a drink per usual um and um ramona walks in and they kind of have a pleasant exchange they talk about their humble beginnings and she questions his reputation and he kind of tells her like i'm a black man they're trying to put me down much like you like your situation and she's like oh you're bringing up my ex-husband um um, so they share a drink and they discuss Tate and it seems like they're kind of getting along. They're very flirty. They keep looking at each other's eyes. They're holding each other's gazes. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, another woman for ghosts to seduce. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> later on in the episode, Tate is having a meeting with Ramona and to his surprise ghost has been invited as well and she decides you know you know you're going to be in these states promote or not these states these districts promoting you know your bid for governor why don't you have ghost on the campaign trial with his lovely wife tasha um and ghost is like yeah i'm gonna do that by myself and she's like well why not <laughs> and he's just like well me and tasha are kind of going through a divorce right now and she says, oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. But you can tell she's really happy to hear that he's getting a divorce and that he's a single man. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, she did. She definitely peeped that. Yeah, she definitely peeped that. So, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, the fact that that he's a family man is going to be good for the, the campaign. So Tate and Ramona meet with Tasha. Um, so she sits down and Tate tries to give her his BS spiel about, oh, I'm so sorry for your divorce. And, uh, you know, I'm so sorry for the loss of Raina. And she's like, drop the act. Like, there's no cameras right. here. Be real. I know you exploited my daughter's funeral for your own personal gain. Don't think I forgot that. Um, and so he's just not a good, good negotiator with Tasha. Tasha calls it like she sees it. Um, and so Ramona ends up getting leverage with Tasha because when Natasha actually first walked in, she's like, Hey, I recognize you. And she's like, Yeah, I get that a lot. And she's like, Oh, your husband can't keep it in his pants either. We relate, girl. <laughs> we relate. Um, so you know, Ramona ends up kind of swooping in, leveling with Tasha, and she tells her, like, you know, we can do what, whatever we need to do to get you on, on this campaign. We got you. So Tasha's like, okay, well, you know, I'm thinking about opening a business, and I want a storefront. I want, you know, permits expedited. Um, I want uh, some tax cuts. You got me? And Tate's like, I don't know about that. And then Ramona's like, we got you. Deal. And she's like, I like you. And then she just leaves. Yeah, I, I thought that was, yeah, I like, yeah, Ramona. And then I, I like how Tasha's foodly worked that in. Mm-hmm. Like, she does find those good opportunities. Yeah, she Tasha is a hustler. Um, So the next scene, I thought this was probably an exciting, this is the exciting scene for me to watch, seeing all this play out, all these different oh. moving parts. But Alicia yeah. is the, Alicia the gangster. Alicia's escorted into court. Um, We see Hoodie Ghost <laughs> in full effect, although he has on a hat at this point. Um, So he's kind of sneaking around. <laughs> the courthouse we see keisha walking into court she's hesitant to walk in she turns away she goes back in once again she ain't built for this but she tries um so alicia is seated 
Um, she's given some water. We know that Tommy has an inside man. So the guy that gave her water tainted it with something. I believe it was Valium. Um, yeah, this guy was super slick. I was super like, slick with it. He even got a Venmo payment for his troubles. Uh, <laughs> right. Um, and then, you know, Alicia spots Dre as he's being walked into court. But before they can get underway, she starts to like convulse almost like she starts to cough looks like she's about to mm-hmm. throw up so they kind of clear out the women's bathroom um you know they they look under the stalls they don't see anybody keisha actually cleverly is in the middle stall with an out of order sign so they just assume no one's in there um and alicia's in the the last stall she's throwing up keisha's in there you know she she she, she made it she texts tom and she's like hey she's here and as all this is happening Ghost noticed Keisha walk out the bathroom and he's just like, hold on, what is that? And then Ghost decides to pack up and leave. He's like, okay, somebody else is here. Tommy's here or some, something is up. So I'm leaving. So he packs up his stuff. He leaves. But as he's leaving, Dre spots him. So it's like all these different moving parts. Um, and so Tubin and Spanky actually go into the bathroom to get Alicia. They, they pretend to be EMTs. They're disguised as EMTs. And as Ghost is leaving, he spots Tommy also dressed up as an EMT and he rolls down his window he's ready to shoot but then he sees Tubit and Spanky with Alicia so I was like this is this is a lot going on here yeah yeah Ghost was just like the looks on his the look (laughs) on his face like he was just way outnumbered like he didn't even know which way to turn exactly so um so they take Alicia away the cops start to follow them but BG is there he backs up and kind of blocks their exit so the cops lose him and Ghost is mm-hmm. pissed. So later, yeah, I would be too. Cause ooh, I just I would just already be thinking about what Jason's gonna be thinking. Yeah. So Alicia ends up coming to. She's in Jason's warehouse. He asks her for information in regards to her trafficking network, and he's like, "Hey, if you tell me, I'll be kind enough to let that volume be flushed out of your your body." And I mean, Alicia does hard drugs, so she's just like, mm, "Okay, can I just yeah. get a smoke, please?" She gets a smoke, and she tells him, "You know what?" No, I'm not giving up anything. So, Jason kills her, shoots her dead in her face. She went out like a gangster. Can I just add? She did. That was gangster moves. I, I was, I was respecting her on that one. That was gangster moves. Yeah. And she told Jason, "Whoever did this to me is going to do the same thing to you." Like, <laughs> yep. And took another drag of her cigarette, and he shot her dead. And Tommy's like, "Yo, like Jason, like help me connect <laughs> the dots. Like, what was the point of me?" you know getting her out of there if you want to kill her and jason's like uh i wanted to kill her myself (laughs) duh um so (laughs) jason is just oh gosh he's he's with it so jason just and and then tommy's like wait and and you had ghosts there like what are you doing so jason's like look i'm gonna be real with you i yeah i sent you and i sent ghosts the odds were higher that one of you was going to get her out. And I'm pleasantly surprised that it was you. So it's like, once again, <laughs> Jason played the game and he played it well. Um, yeah. So uh, Tommy comes home and, you know, Keisha's like, oh, my God, we did it. I can't believe we did it. I can't believe I did that. I didn't know I was going to. I'm just like, shut up. Um, yeah, she, she's a little bit too hyped about that. <laughs> a little bit too hyped. But, you know, she's kind of brought down because she's like, Tommy was wrong. You Like, you know, you look shook. Um and he tells her, like, look, I still don't, I mean, this this kind of waived a payment as far as paying Jason for a week or two, but I need money. I need clean money. And Keisha's like, okay, well, you know what? 
I will clean the money for you, but I don't want Tasha involved. And he's like, yeah, F her. I was like, really, Tommy? Really? Yeah, because I'm like, when is when is Keisha going to, like, does Keisha even know about cleaning money? I mean, now he taught her. He taught her. To, he's been teaching her the games. She's like, now I know how. So, I mean, she going to run mm. that drug money through her shop. Um, <laughs> yeah, this will be interesting. Yeah, that's, this, that's not going to end well. So, we next see Ghost. He's basically trying to clean up everything in his mind. He visits Proctor. He's like, you didn't tell me that Tommy was going to also be there. Like, you basically, basically set me up for an ambush. Um and Proctor's like, look, I had no choice. It is what it is. And, you know, Ghost is like, I need money. So Proctor tells them, like, hey, let, let's just calm down. Keep it simple. Who do you know that has money? And in walks in Simon. If you remember Simon, he has been basically Ghost's rival for a hot minute. He's this very rich white man with all the access. He basically yeah. was owned ghost at one point in time um and ghost finesse his way out of it so he's just a slimy character um and so he comes back and he's like oh james i'm so happy to hear from you um and he tells him like oh yes i could extend you a loan and i got it on uh for the queen's child's project which is going to be you know uh reina's legacy he says yeah i i've, I've actually secured a loan at three percent interest and ghost is like wait a second when I asked for a loan, it was 15%. And he's just like, white lives matter. <laughs> and I was just like, can I, can I just say shout out to Victor Garber? He can play like multiple roles. <laughs> it always astounds me how he just like, just flows into stuff. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. I th- he, he is, he aggravates me. And it's also interesting at the same oh, time. Oh yeah. He's kind of like a Lawrence, like in, in Handmaid's Style. Like you hate him, yeah, but he's so yeah. smooth with it. You kind of can't. Yeah. He is so smooth with it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he was able to secure a loan at only 3% on like ghost. And he's like, yeah, because you know, you're black. They're trying to hold you down. They're trying to give you all these penalties. Now you have me. <laughs> and he's just like, and I'm just so happy to be a part of Raina's legacy. And I was like, no, he did not bring a Raina. But he can't Yeah, say- he was just going for it. Yeah, he was going for it. He's just so like, uh, like passive aggressive. And Ghost can't do anything <laughs> about it because he needs this man's money. So Ghost kind of shuts his mouth. Yeah. Um, I like this next scene because once again, it's two people we don't like up against each other. So Dre and Sax. Yep. Um, so Sax walks in and he tells Dre, like, hey, Alicia's dead. We found her dead. You're you're free to go. Um so Jay's like, great. And he's like, yeah, but you can't take your daughter. And he's like, what? He's like, yeah, now that Alicia's dead, that immunity deal you signed, yeah, that's null and void. And uh, if, if, if basically you have this big case against you by the federal government, if you somehow get out of it, they're going to put you back on the streets and you're going to be known as a snitch. So you're going to be screwed. Oh, and as a bonus, there's also a case against you by the NYPD. So <laughs> you're kind of out of luck friend uh and dre's <laughs> like what do i do what can i do and he's like hey you know i'll be in touch just if you work with me right. you'll you'll be well protected um and you know we're gonna keep an eye out for heaven so heaven's basically in federal custody she's a ward of i guess the feds at this point and dre's out here on his own and he basically has to wait yeah. for sax to call him mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, he he basically better agree to it or he's going to be screwed. And Sax has a lot to lose here because if he does not nail Ghost, he's going to get fired because Alicia is already dead. There there goes one case. He needs to he needs mm-hmm. this this W. Um, so I was like, eh, Drake. I mean Drake. <laughs> eh, Drake. <laughs> Don't be bringing Drake I'm into sorry. this. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, I was kidding. Yeah, but yeah, Dre, Dre, he, yeah, he set himself up for that one. But yeah, that's what he gets. And we're going to see how he going to finagle this one out. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's what he gets. Yeah, we're sure we'll find a way. So this last scene, I really enjoyed it. Because it's kind of like what you think is always going to happen. Tommy and Ghost, they're a team. They're oh, going, yeah. you know, we yeah. all were kind of were predicting on Twitter, just on our own, that, you know, Jay, that uh, Tommy and Ghost were going to hook up and they were going to like band together to take down Jason. But you know mm-hmm. what? Tommy is not with it. So Ghost calls Tommy. He tries to like finesse him. He's like, hey, you know, I, I want to I wanna work together. We can like work together to, to bring down Jason. And then Tommy's like, <laughs> for what? So you can push me out the game? And he's like, no, nah, Tommy, you can always get your own connect. Because, you know, at the end of the day, I was always better at it than you. I'm like, that's not what you I was like, that's say. really smart to say right now. Right. <laughs> He's like, I thought you were out the game, Ghost. And he's like, I did it better than you. You know, you got in your own way. So Tommy's like, you know what? You know what? <laughs> the only reason why you're calling me is because you don't have nobody. I'm good. And the next time I see you, I'm going to cancel Christmas on your ass. And he hangs up in his ear. <laughs> and I was like. I was like, not Christmas. Not Christmas. And I was like, yeah, get him, Tommy. And once again, Ghost is alone. He has no options. So Yeah. Now, I do. I, I will say, because I, I had some things I wanted to kind of rant on about Ghost. Mm-hmm. But I will say, I do feel like when Ghost was, was not pretending. I guess because he was trying to work so he can get more into the truth mm-hmm. life. So he wanted to get out. Mm-hmm. But I did feel like ghost had a couple things that made him a step above tommy yeah definitely you know i always felt like the way his mind worked was a little bit different than tommy that made him where he needs to stay in this life instead of how he tries to get out of it because apparently it's not working for him to get out of it. yeah i mean ghost i i think tommy's starting to learn how to be smarter because tommy's very impulsive so a lot of there was a lot of balance between him and ghost because ghost is always the cool calm collected one where Mm -hmm. tommy was like the crazy psycho they were a good team because you know ghost made the calm collected moves and then he sent tommy out to do the dirty work um and tommy was all the more happy to kill somebody so they were a good team oh yeah um but now you're seeing that they're kind of nothing without each other because tommy now has to start thinking like ghost tommy's the one that made that plan but i'm sure he got a lot of inspiration from his boy ghost and ghost doesn't quite have that ruthlessness and that drive that tommy has because he wants to get out of the game so they are yeah. a cohesive unit that need to be together but Tommy's tired of being in Ghost's shadow and that's yeah and you can only take that so yeah. much yeah. and we talked I talked about this when I interviewed Justice Sakura. he basically said like this season is about Tommy coming out of Ghost's shadows it's about Tommy finding his place it's about Tommy getting out there on his own and that's why you know he chose not to link up with Ghost again for what so he can be kicked out into uh, you know out in the streets again and he has to find his way all over again like no he's at the top of his game and he's gonna keep doing what he needs to do like f ghost so yeah and i don't and i'm very i'm very frustrated with the ghost character right Mm -hmm. now because i'm tired of this box that he's in and i'm really waiting for i i want some more players in the ring with ghost if it's Mm -hmm. not tommy you know obviously for for important reasons tommy has to walk away from this one you know it can be no more for right now from what we've seen it can be no more tommy and ghost right exactly so to me that makes ghost character very I don't know if boring is the right word, but it's very just like one note, same one note mm-hmm. like this. Yeah. Like this is just the same ghost all the time. And I'm very frustrated. And I'm wanting to see like if the writers, maybe they have a plan with why he's so one note right now. Cause I'm wanting to see like, and I'm hoping maybe somebody like Ramona, maybe she'll add a little something. I don't know, but he needs other players in the ring. But it's once again, if he hooks up with Ramona, it's back to him being with the woman. Like I just, 
he go, he yeah, goes through he needs somebody. I don't know who it is. Yeah, I don't know who it is, but he needs somebody because he's be, he's very it's very aggravating to see to be in season six and he's doing some of the same things. But you know, mm-hmm. it, it seems like no matter what, it's kind of not hitting them. You know, yeah, but I'm like, what else can they do with ghosts? <laughs> like, I'm trying to think what well, else. See, that's yeah. my point though. Like, I'm kind of confused on the box that they've kind of written him yeah. into. That's yeah. my point. Like, yeah, I don't yeah. get, I don't get why there's nothing to you know, kind of shake it up a little bit as opposed to other characters. Like we've seen Tommy go like almost full boss mode mm-hmm. because he's, he's, he's cut grown. away from ghosts. Right, he's grown. Right. Like that's a different one. Yeah. That's a different one than like season one, you know, yeah. but it's like, what is ghost doing? You know what I mean? Yeah. It remains to be seen. Um, I mean, I think always the drive has been to get him out the game, but I feel like ghost is going to end up right back where he began. Um, right. and maybe he'll just be smarter about it. I mean, it's it's he definitely. I I, w- I don't I don't want to blame it on the writers, but it they did kind of write him into a corner where there's really not much they can do with his character, yeah. and he's more so. Yeah, I feel like I see Ghost as like an audience member at this point because he's like watching all these people around him making moves, and Ghost is just kind of Ghost. Yeah, <laughs> and not blaming the writers. I'm just wondering what they're point you know what mm-hmm. they're what they're getting to like i'm wondering if this is a, like a serious you know like end of series payoff that we don't see coming right, and right. we're gonna have to go back and you know pick up some of the signs that we missed or something like that but it's just i don't know it's just like some of this because you know the writers are killing it on some of these other characters right like yeah, you didn't yeah. see which way it's coming you know but it's just it's just interesting to see like you know him being like the focal point mm-hmm. of the show in my eyes unless i'm missing something yeah where is his you know like where is his progression going yeah i mean i feel like it was kind of the same kind of complaints that we had with game of thrones with Tyrion, how he was after you know season one he was literally the mm-hmm. lead actor on the series and right, towards right, the yeah. end he kind of took a back seat to other characters arcs and mm-hmm. that's kind of what's happening i feel with ghosts where it's like we're more invested in tommy at this point we're more invested in Tariq at this point than Ghost because yeah. he's basically the same whereas Tom, uh, Tommy and Tariq are kind of coming up in their own way um, and even Tasha is coming up on her own so everyone is growing everyone's becoming oh, yeah. something new and Ghost is just stagnant um, so yeah definitely interesting to see it should be interesting yeah, yeah so yeah. um i don't know what team we're on at this point um definitely we're still team tasha yeah. team i'm team tommy but yeah. definitely team tasha um yeah i'm still team tommy or team tommy well team tasha tommy is working on me though yeah I, I will say like if i if i really had to like yeah he's he's working i'm liking to see what they're doing with his character yeah absolutely um oh i did want to add 50 cent direct this episode what oh. i heard in the in the after show that's that was pretty cool okay it's love it's funny how the show that he directed is the show he brought about the theme song on so good job 50 shout uh-huh. out to you he was ready yep yeah yep he was ready for he was ready for the comments so yeah this is this is i do i will say this this season is very exciting like you can feel some stuff coming down the pipe so yeah i'm excited to see what's gonna happen uh for this uh fourth episode yeah definitely so we will be back to discuss um we're still going with this power podcast we also are wrapping up her handmade cell podcast and like i said we'll have extra yeah, be on the lookout we'll be talking about lots of things going forward so look forward to new content and um we'll talk to you guys soon bye bye the black girl nerds podcast is produced by jamie broadnax the opening theme song to our show is written and performed by samus various instrumentals are performed by samus sky blue and shubzilla you can find various episodes of the black girl nerds podcast on itunes stitcher soundcloud audio boom google play music and spotify